Curry Saintville, I am your host. Um, in case you've never turned into one, tuned into one of my shows before, I'll give you a little bit background about who I am and the value that I pose to you as one of our valued listeners. As a personal finance expert, this is a journey that I've been on for an entire decade when it comes to understanding financial systems. And it's one thing to understand financial systems, but it's a whole nother thing when you can bend financial systems to work in your favor. So that's what this uh, segment and all the shows that you will be tuning into will be about. Um, I've spent a decade collecting information. Uh, I initially, uh, the the producer of the show always teases me. She says, oh, you should be a news reporter because I initially went to school to be a news reporter because I enjoy communicating. I have a knack for communication. It just took me a minute to figure out what I wanted to talk about because for a period of time, I knew that I didn't want to talk about crime and I didn't want to push out fear, but I love the joy of communicating and how it really, um, how communication can really enrich people. So I had to figure out what I wanted to talk about in short. Um, so I spent a little bit of time um, at a car dealership. Um, I used to sell luxury cars. So I know the entire experience of what it's like for a woman to purchase a car, um, how oftentimes she can be charged anywhere from 20 to 30% more just on the basis of gender. Uh, they just make the assumption that she's not well versed on the subject and that she's probably not going to be paying for the car by herself. So they easily think that they can push over on her. So I had that experience. So that means that when you have specific questions to send over to Shani at personempowerment.com regarding, hey, I'm thinking about trading in my car. I'm thinking about leasing versus, I'm thinking about leasing versus buying um, a car. Should I buy a new car? Should I buy a certified car? You'll be talking to someone that actually um, worked in the dealership. So I understand the process of financing and the process of negotiation and the process of trade-ins, which is huge if you're thinking about um, purchasing a car. Um, I bought my first house when I was 24 years old. Um, I bought my first house when I was 24 years old and six months later, I lost my job. So what that kind of says is that I am highly ambitious and I know how to deal with loss at the same time, which is something that you definitely have to have a great gauge for. If you're going to be in the game of money, you have to prep yourself to have some level of ambition as well as a high level of perseverance. So when you tune into this show, oftentimes I will be pulling from that place in my life where things were very difficult. It was not being fun you know, being 24 years old, having a mortgage, and then losing your job. So a lot of my resources come from that period of time. I also spent um, three years in a bank. I was a banker. So when people came into the bank, I was a girl that sat at the desk, and people would open up their savings and their checking account. And oftentimes, they would get into a whole lot of overdrafting. And the people that would do a whole lot of overdrafting were typically professionals, um, typically the doctors, the lawyers, the just starting out attorneys. They would just be dealing with so much overdrafting. And what that indicated to me is that these people were really, really busy. They needed someone like me to help them get some simple systems so that they can stop wasting so much money on overdrafting. So when you tune into this show, you'll be pulling from the banker in me. And most importantly, as an entrepreneur, 
um, someone that is very excited about um, business and growing and developing businesses. When you tune into this show, you'll definitely be pulling from that vein in me. So that's me. I am a published author. I have published a book called 10 Things Every Woman Should Keep in Her Purse. And that book is much like this conversation with you where I will be delving into financial jargon and breaking them down faster than you can say Manolo Blahnik. I'll be right back. We're going to take our first commercial break. What's up? It's your boy, Zayday, ArtOnDex.com. Check out the book and art album. I'm chilling here with Coach Simone at Own Your Power. You cats out here that all these power pirates in your lives. Start to own your power. OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com with Coach Simone in the building. Holler at your boy. Do you want more manageable hair? Is it dry and brittle? Got split ends? Nefertiti Secrets is an innovative system infused with a unique blend of nature's most nourishing ingredients, including moringa oil, keratin protein, aloe, sage, and rosemary extracts. Our formulas contain natural remedies that were used by ancient Egyptians. This amazing system will transform your hair with regular use and creates hair that's softer, silkier, and more beautiful than ever. Embrace royalty. For more information and to purchase your own products, go to NefertitiSecrets.com. I'm back. It is your host, Shawnee Curry St. Bill. You are listening to Own Your Power Radio, and you're listening to What's in Your Purse with Purse Empowerment. Um, okay, so the really cool thing about this is that you can send us in questions because, you know, if you listen to the first top segment, you know that we can go on and on and on. Exactly. But we want you to be a part of this conversation. So if you have specific questions about saving your first $10,000, if you're trying to figure out how to get that first property, if you're thinking maybe I should lease my car or maybe I should go ahead and go ahead and buy it outright cash. Um, if you're thinking about how am I going to get out of these large sums of debt, how can I pay down my student loans, send those questions to Shawnee at PurseEmpowerment.com or you can find us on Facebook under Purse Empowerment. And if you hit up our inbox, we'll be sure to give you a shout out as well as answer your question the best to our knowledge. And if we can't, we'll tap into our resources so that we can get you the best possible answers okay so our first question is coming from Kira Kira uh, lives in Aventura here in Miami Florida and she has specific questions uh, she recently graduated and she has the car that she she says that hey Shawnee I have the car that I've been driving since my senior year in college and now I really want to go ahead and get myself a new car to match my new life I also would like to purchase a new home by the end of the year. So what do you think, Shawnee? Do you think that I should purchase my first uh, new car or you think I should go for a house? All right, Kira. Well, thank you for sending us your questions. We're going to do our absolute best to answer your questions. So, and it's always good for me to pull for a little bit of experience. I've been that girl before. You understand? Graduated from college, and I thought to myself, I'm so tired of driving this Dodge. I'm simply over this Dodge. You know, it doesn't represent me. It doesn't show that, hey, listen, I did the work. I'm a college graduate. So I got in my mind that I was going to get myself a Jaguar. 
S-type, right? For whatever reason, I already had $14,000 in student loan debt. I don't know why I was thinking about adding another $34,000, right? Because that's what that was. For whatever reason, when we go to college, we think that at that point, we have gotten to the place we have arrived. Well, uh, after driving down the street for a little bit, you'll find that you've not arrived. You've just reached a, a good starting point and you have to continue your momentum if you're planning to get to where you actually would like to go. So Kira, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that depending on the state of what your car is in, let's just say your car, I mean, you are constantly getting repairs on this car all the time. You're spending $1,000 here, $1,500 here, $1,000 here, $800 here, and it's going on consistently and consistently, monthly, monthly, monthly. Then this is probably a good time for you to start doing some level of research to see how much your actual budget can withstand purchasing a car. Now, for me, it is always in your best interest to go ahead and save up and purchase a car cash. That way, depending on where you are, if you jumped out of college and decided, hey, listen, I'm going to bounce right into entrepreneurship, you're going to need a little bit of time to get that company going to begin to, you know, pay you some money for your earnings. Or if you got that brand new job, you know, when you're feeling like that $45,000, $50,000 is really going to just set you up for, you know, set you what forever soon to come you'll see that the taxes will kick in and the interest will kick in you know you'll have all of those different expenses so i'm going to say just hold on a little bit don't let the purse don't let the money burn up your purse right at the beginning i'm going to offer that you should slow down and do a little bit of research number one make yourself a budget okay figure out exactly how much of your budget can withstand a new car figure it out. Should I be looking for a $300 car? Should I be looking for a $400 car? Or am I in a position where I've saved up enough money where I can just go ahead and just purchase a car for $5,000, $6,000, $8,000 while I really get myself really situated either in my entrepreneurship or where I get myself really situated Um, in my new job. So I'm going to ask you to just pump the brakes literally just a little bit and do yourself some research to figure out how this, how this expense of a new car is going to fit into your budget. And then you need to figure out, am I either going to go ahead and purchase this car outright so that I don't have to allocate money towards this car every single month? Can I afford that? If not, how much car? Okay. So that's the top part of it. The other part of the conversation would be about if you're thinking about purchasing a house. So there's this little acronym that will stand between you and your new house, depending on how much car you try to get. Okay. It's called DTI. It's your debt to income ratio, right? So if you go in there and you ball completely out and you get yourself the BMW or the Jaguar or whatever high top car that you were saying that you really wanted and you let that eat up your entire budget, then there will not be any room for a car and a house. You got it? I hope that that answers your questions. I hope that you sit yourself down, create a budget, decide whether or not if you can go ahead and purchase that car outright. If you can do that, that's always going to save you money on time as well as interest, and it's going to free up that bill monthly. That way you have access to cash on a monthly basis to either grow your business or either to go ahead and start saving up more money for home ownership. Um, I hope that answered your questions, Kira. If it didn't, be sure to inbox us. Hit us up on Facebook, personpowerment.com. And uh, we'll be sure to expound on that just a little bit more. All righty?
Okay, so our next question is coming from Diana in Philadelphia. Hi, Shawnee. I am over the top crazy about my credit score. I just can't get it moving. I have a credit score of 600 and I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to get myself in the position to purchase a home. I've paid off as many things as I possibly can. I've settled with as many people as I can, but I just can't get my score to move. What would you suggest? Alrighty, Diana, thank you for reaching out to us. This is really, really an easy one. The top thing that's going to be dragging down your scores is late payments, okay? So I was speaking with one of my clients a few days ago and she was speaking like, okay, I was just late on my car payment one time. Well, the problem with being late on your car payment one time is that it's going to have an impact on your credit score 50 points. You understand me? 50 points. One late payment, at least 50 points. And let me tell you, those car dealerships are a lot like, I mean, those uh, credit bureaus are a lot like building relationships with people. So let's just say you were late just that one time. You've had the car for two years. You were late just that one time. It's just like if you cheat just that one time, whoever you're dating, they're never going to forgive you for it. They're just going to let you know, hey, you cheated. I'm going to let you know about this over and over and over again. That's a lot like how your credit report feels about you being late on a payment. They are never going to let you forget that you were late on your car payment, okay? So um, if you have any late payments, that is going to be the number one thing that is going to be dragging your score down. So at best, at best what you can do is you can contact them directly, let them know exactly what was going on and Uh, Let them know exactly what was going on in your life at that particular time to try to dispute the time that that you were actually late. So if you have any late payments, either number one, you're going to go through the process of disputing. You can Google some letters online or you can hit us up at shawnee at personpowerment.com and we can send you out some sample letters that you can begin to to use to go ahead and start disputing some things. Um, And then that's number one. So late payments, that's the first thing you're going to do is you're going to simply look at your late payments. If you have a credit card and you are late, let's, I mean, if you have a credit card and you are 30% over the amount that they have lent to you, then that alone is going to be dragging your score down. So one of the biggest things that you can do, you can simply just look at your credit report. You can look at your credit report and look at the people that you owe and figure out exactly how much how much I have to pay to this specific credit to go ahead and get at 30% under the credit limit. So say for instance, if you have a credit card for $1,500, at no time you do not want to spend more than $450 a month, okay? Because if you use more than $450, that's really going to start to titter and totter your score. So that's the That's the second thing that you can do after you deal with those late payments. You can go ahead and start getting on the limit, okay? Your length of credit history, that's something maybe you can't do anything about, really depending, like if you're just new to getting credit cards and you've only had them for two years, you're just gonna have to wait the time, okay? That is a simple thing that you'll have to do. You just have to wait the time. And um, because 
as the time goes on, your credit establishment history will begin to your your credit history will begin to accumulate over a period of time. So if you just have young credit, you simply have young credit. Okay, I hope that that has definitely answered your question. I really appreciate them. We're gonna go ahead and take a break yet again on Own Your Power Radio. I'm your host, Shawnee Curry Saintville, and this is What's in Your Purse. I hope that it's good credit. I'll talk to you in a moment. You didn't love me the way a queen should be. You lied to me, stole time from me, denied me of my dignity. You cannot be the one for me, never was, never could be seen. I was lost in my confusion, and got caught settling. Every day I pray and wait for you to somehow magically turn into my king. But you never did, never did, only broken promises you never give. You didn't know what to do, so I've taken my heart from you. Oh, I couldn't take it. Turn your back on me You hurt me You had no time for me And now you're desperately trying to get back with me You cannot be the one for me Never was, never could be See, we were stuck in a delusion I got caught settling Every day I pray and wait for you To somehow magically turn into my king But you never did, never did Broken promises you'd ever give You didn't know what to do So I'm taking my heart from you Oh, I couldn't take it I almost lost it Cause you had all of me And you didn't know what to do I gave you my heart You tore it apart And now I'm taking it back from you You had all of me And you didn't know what to do Hot 
are back with On Your Power Radio. I'm your host, Shawnee Curry St. Ville, and uh, this is What's in Your Purse. And basically what's going on is I am just answering a couple of questions that's coming in from some of our listening viewers. I encourage you to send any of those questions to Shawnee at PurseEmpowerment.com, or you can find me on Facebook under Purse Empowerment. Actually, you can find me anywhere on any social handle under Purse Empowerment, okay? So here we are going to get right back into your purse and see what's in it and hope that we can put more value into it. So we got tons of credit questions and I realize that people usually have lots of credit questions simply because credit is like the gateway drug to finances. You know, it's like the gateway drug to personal finance, you know? So it's like, oh, I want to buy a house, but my credit's bad. Oh, I want to buy a car, uh, but my credit's bad. I want to get a loan from a business, but uh, my credit's bad, right? So that typically can be like a place where people are sitting at in the waiting zone, letting their dreams, letting their thoughts and their ideas kind of just slip away because they feel like they're being held hostage by the credit cops, right? And we're going to do our absolute best to free you from that pandemonium in your purse, okay? So here we go. We got a question here from Taya. She wants to know, what do you think about consulting a credit restoration company? All right. So, um... When it comes to credit restoration companies, you got to remember that when it comes to them, there are really um, some very stringent guidelines for them to operate up under, okay? So you have to make sure that the person that you are dealing with are definitely operating up under the FCRA standards when it comes to repairing your credit, okay? Um, The next thing that you have to make sure of is that you have to make sure that you yourself do not have time to do exactly what it is that they are doing. Depending on the consulting company that you're going to look out to, I mean, it can cost you at the least of $350 and on the high of $15,000. I've seen people spend lots of money trying to get rid of debt. I mean, in between that, I've seen some costs between $2,500 and also $5,000. I've seen people who do deletions um, per Per, you know, per your credit report, they'll charge you $75 per deletion. So say, for instance, if you have a repossession on your Equifax, if you have a repossession on your TransUnion, you have a repossession on your Experian, then they're going to charge you $75 per deletion for each of those credit reports. Um, working out a per deletion relationship can actually be very amicable if it's someone that you're just starting out with, um, because a lot of the times, uh, a lot of credit restoration companies get a bad rap simply because number one, they've been known to kind of run off with your money and then your credit score is still in cahoots. That's number, that's one negative thing about them. Um, secondly is that, um, sometimes what they take off, it actually comes back. So if you do like a per deletion relationship with the professional, that can end up working out with you. And when I say per deletion, instead of agreeing to a $5,000 relationship or $1,500 relationship or $500 relationship, let's try to work out and say, okay, well, here's what happened. If you get these three off, then I'll pay you per deletion. So that way you can have the opportunity to really see if they are doing what it is that they're saying they're going to do, or if they're kind of bluffing, all righty? 
Now, when it comes to the process of doing it yourself, now, if you're just one of those people that says, yeah, I'm going to improve my score, and you're also one of those people that says that I'm going to lose 20 pounds within the next two weeks, (laughs) it is likely that it's probably good for you to go ahead and consult a professional simply because at this point, you're not up to speed with what it is that you really want. So you need a little bit of accountability, someone to push you in the right direction. And that's okay if that's what you need, then get that accountability so that you can start moving forward, okay? So if you're thinking, you know what, Shawnee, whatever, I lost those five pounds, I lost those 20 pounds, and I can certainly improve my credit score by 30, 40, 50 points. Um, one of the things that you can benefit from is either you can email me directly at Shawnee at PersonEmpowerment.com and you can ask me for some sample letters that you can go ahead and start disputing. Things that have been on your credit for years after years after years, um, duplications on your credit, those are things that you can go ahead and dispute. Um, 40% of information that are on credit reports are actually considered eras. Eras in your social security number, they're off by two digits. They put it on to you. It was really tangible. It was not you, but it's on your credit report. Um, things in the nature of things in the nature of duplicate reports, meaning like um, they have a credit card for you showing three times under three different account numbers. Those are things that are very easy to get off your credit report simply because, hey, listen, I only, this is my account number. This is this is the amount that I owe you. I don't understand why you have reported me for the same exact debt over and over again. There's sample letters out there that you can either email me for or you can simply just Google for yourself. That'll get that answer for you. Um, that, that will definitely be the starting process. The most most important thing that I'm going to say to you, Taya, is that you definitely want to confront it, okay? Because you cannot change what it is that you do not confront. You can go ahead and just pull up your credit report at freeannualcreditreport.com. They will not charge you as long as you can go ahead and provide information about yourself. And there they go. You will have your credit report and you'll be able to look at it and you'll be able to know what it is that you need to change so that you can go ahead and boost that credit score. Alrighty, Taya, I really appreciate you sending in your questions, please like, share, and comment on any of our videos that you can find on YouTube under Person Empowerment. Follow us on Facebook so that you can get your daily dosage of Person Empowerment if you still have some of these burning questions burning up your purse, okay? Alrighty, we're going to move on to our next question. Alrighty, this question is coming from Lance. All right, Lance, we got a man up in here just asking us some questions, a little wallet empowerment, nothing wrong with that. All right, Lance, he wants to know what do I think about leasing or buying a car? Woo, 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 woo. All right, the beautiful thing about the beautiful thing about leasing and buying a car, it really depends on where you fall on the totem pole, okay? And everything that I'm saying with, with the exception of credit um, is really personalized. Um, It's probably better for you to call me, email me um, directly so that I can see what it is that you're asking me specifically so that I can answer. Um, Just keep in mind that I'm doing my best to answer these questions in the most general possible way so that I can hit a whole bunch of points and a whole bunch of purses and wallets for you in your case, Lance. All right. So what do I think about uh, leasing or buying. Okay. So someone who is just purchasing, this is like their first car and they're thinking about leasing, depending on what age that you are land. So in my mind, I'm going to have you as a 25 year old 
who um, has gainful employment, you're making maybe about forty-five dollars to $65,000, right? And um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend that where you are in your life, based on a little bit of information that I have about you, I'm going to say that it's not the best thing for you to lease. I'm going to recommend that at this point, you go ahead and you save up a couple of months and you buy yourself a car outright, okay? Whether it's a $5,000 car, a $10,000 car, I'm going to say that you should just go ahead and do your best, whether if you wait around for your income tax to come in, whether if you um, save up for a couple of months, you pack some lunches and you, you, you do what it is that's needed, and you go ahead and buy a car outright because, Lance, it is likely that you are in the growing phase of your life where you need access to cash, um, maybe you have children, uh, maybe you're building a business. There's a litany of things that you're doing, and as much access to cash that you can give yourself, I want you to go ahead and do that, all right? Now, Lance, in this segment, I'm going to imagine you to be a little bit older this time, right? And uh, you are, let's say you are, at this point, I have you maybe being about mm, 45, 50 years old, right? And you're thinking, you know what? I just retired. I'm thinking about going ahead and I'm going to go ahead and lease myself a car because you know what? I just want to go ahead and get this bins. All right. So you've worked this period of time and you want the bins. You got to have it. You've saved. You've earned. You got your pension. And now that's what you want to do. You want to buy this car. Um, Lens, I'm going to offer to you that it may not be a horrible idea for you to go ahead and lease that car. Um, if you go ahead and you lease that car, what you can do is a beautiful thing. You can get that car at the lowest possible amount of monthly payments. And then when it's time for you to go in and trade in that car, guess what you're going to tell them? I want to buy it, right? And the value of the car in which you bought it at versus the value of the car in which you're trading it in at is going to be totally different. So now you've went ahead and just had, you kind of tested the car out, seeing if it's something that you really, really want. Let's say you're paying maybe about four to $500 a month to, to, to um, go ahead and lease this badass car so you feel really good about it. But now you're at this point where you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go ahead and buy it because now you went ahead and used some of the time to go ahead and make some of the value of it lessened. So at that point, you can go ahead and either say, you know what, I'm going to lease you again, right, for another two years, or you're going to go right ahead and say, you know what, mm, this is only $20,000, this is only $30,000, I have that amount saved up, I'm not going to deal with the interest of it, I'm not going to deal with the amortization schedule, I'm just going to go ahead and pay for it now. So to answer that question about leasing and buying, at the top of it, I think that when when it comes to transportation, you got to have a car, but do you have to have the best car in the game to get you to where you have to go? Depending on your life, you probably don't need that. Um, so I'm always going to offer for you to buy your car's cash. That's number one. But if you are in a place in your life and you feel like you need to ball out, then leasing it initially is probably not a bad idea. And leasing it and leasing it and leasing it again until you can't afford to just buy it outright is not a bad idea either. I hope that I answered your question, Lance. And if I didn't, you can hit me up on Person Empowerment via Facebook or Shawnee at PersonPowerment.com. I am your host, Shawnee Curry St. Ville. You're tuned in to Own Your Power Radio. This is What's In Yours. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Come on. 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 Come
that girl is so Sexy and she know it too Reminds me of Cherry Mesa Metal Shoes I think I want to see you in a birthday suit Can we go somewhere and talk about it? She knows just how Even when I look at her What's really good? Even when I look at her I think we should Can we go somewhere and talk about it? Grand prize got first place The pinch hit a line drives on first base First base Fly chick girl so cute in the face Out of sight, out of mind She out of space Gonna take it to another level Affiliated soul team, yo, we the rebels Go against the grain, man, we the funk devils Turn up your bass, dude, with the treble the treble. Eye candy, she working the runway Go shorty, shorty, it's your birthday See you working, working in the best way And you got it, got it, so I'm flirting Flirting, get the money like Wu-Tang Dollar, dollar bill, y'all put the work in She the best, so I wanna know her name Independent women for my life. Working it like Soul Train oh, That girl is so sexy and she know it too Reminds me of Cherry Mess and Little Shoes On point, keep the dude tight, looking superb In the air, super fly, sky high like a bird Don peace, action, speaks louder than words. words Man, I think we gon' get in trouble Gotta get her name in the math on the double In charge backyard, yo, she got a bubble Got a bunch of class and sass, yeah, real humble, real humble Top notch, she looking so sexy Feels right, real right, smelling good like a bouquet All night in sight, cooking up like a souffle Well done, have fun, passing on like relay Like relay, drama and forget what they say Just wait, they'll hate, cause it's just they way Talk about it some, so just press play Onyx man, keep the groove steady Drop like me, lady But that girl is so sexy and she know it too Reminds me of Cherry Mesa Metal Shoes I think I want to see you in a birthday suit Go somewhere and talk about it She knows just how I know when I look at her What's really good I when I look at her I think we should And we go somewhere and talk about it You know that you are a superstar And I think that we can go real far Reminds me of Cherry Mesa Metal Shoes I think I want to see you in a birthday suit Go somewhere and talk about it She knows just how Even when I look at her What's really good Even when I look at her I think we should And we go somewhere and talk about it That girl is so sexy and she know it too Reminds me of Cherry Mesa Metal Shoes I think I want to see you in a birthday suit Go somewhere and talk about it She knows just how Even when I look at her What's really good Even when I look at her I think we should Curry Saintville, and you're tuned into Own Your Power Radio, and uh, we are talking about what's in your purse with purse empowerment. Okay, so what we're doing here, just in case you just tuned in, people are sending us loads of questions because they want the power in their purse, and you know what? We want to give it to them, and they're asking us all kind of things about boosting their credit score, whether they should lease or buy a home, uh, lease or buy a car, how should they save up, 
um, to purchase their first home? Should they do 401ks? Uh, what's some good budgeting tools and what's some good ways to go ahead and dispute um, their credit report? So we're going to go ahead and answer some different things here. I have a uh, question here from Atlanta, Georgia. I haven't been to Atlanta in a while, Sonovia. Um, Sonovia, you're asking us some questions about your student loans. Um, at this point, you are an attorney. Let's see here. Hi, Shawnee. I am an attorney. I make $200,000 a year. I have $275,000 in student loans. And I really would like to figure out just how much of my income should I be using to go ahead and just knock out these student loans. They're eating up my monthly income. How can you make some good recommendations so I can finally climb out of some of this nasty student loan debt? Ah, I know it. I feel Feel it when it comes to those student loan debt, okay? So let's talk a little bit about these student loans, okay? Alrighty, so the thing about them, right? Some people look at their student loans and they look at them with intense frustration and annoyance, right? They think to themselves, ah, I hate these student loans. Well, the first thing that I get my clients to remember is number one, if you had to get the student loans, you should be thankful that they were available to you in the first place. Because if you could not get someone to give you some money, it is likely that you would have remained where you are or you would have had to hustle and bustle for every dime to pay for school. So if you were able to supplement it by Sally Mae and she helped you out just a little bit, just be thankful for the fact that you were able to go ahead and get um, some student loans because for sure if your parents hadn't stashed a while $275,000 you yourself sweetheart would not be an attorney so start this situation off with number one is being thankful right (laughs) alrighty so after we set after we set up after we set up the thankfulness, um, and we're going to move on to some level of systems, okay? So I'm going to recommend some systems. Uh, number one, go ahead and just look out, look at all of the student loans that you have because sometimes they're duplicated, they're reporting in wrong amounts. So you want to do a little bit of process of simply just printing your student loans out and making sure that they are actually what you actually owe, that the amounts are consistent from one credit bureau to the next. Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax are all all saying that you owe the same $275,000 to the same people, okay? So you want to do that. Just do a little bit of reviewing, all right? The second thing that you need to do after doing reviewing is you want to go ahead and look at your current budget, right? See how much it takes you to live on a monthly basis. Um, some of my clients that are attorneys, for whatever reason, because they make 200 they make the kind of money that they make, they think that they should spend all the money that they you know, that they're making as well. But one thing that they could do is just go ahead and use some of that income, just live low a little bit. Um, in terms of the amount of money that they're bringing in and the amount of money that they're spending out and go ahead and just knock out those student loans by doing accelerated payments and they don't even have to think about it anymore. So go ahead and simply look at your budget. Go ahead and simply look at your budget and make the determination if you're going to be paying the additional $500, if you're going to pay the additional $600 a month, if you're going to pay the additional $200 a month. Just look at it and decide how fast you're going to go ahead and start paying them off. Simply by looking at your budget, you can say, okay, it takes me $1,500 to live every month. I have about another... 
uh, $500 that I use to do entertainment, eating, and shopping. But you know what? This additional $1,500, I'm going to go ahead and use that and do some accelerated payments towards my student loans, okay? The third thing that you're going to do is you're going to see how many of those loans are private loans, how many of those loans are government loans. Now, those loans that are those loans that are private loans, you can go ahead and look into some companies that would definitely allow you to go that would definitely allow you to go ahead and refinance those student loans, okay? So let's say some of those student loans where your interest rate is about 15, 20, 33%, you can go ahead and actually you can go ahead and actually refinance those with some of the different companies that are out there that is going to allow you to refinance at 2%, 3%, 4%. And we know when we refinance interest, it gives us the opportunity to go ahead and pay down that debt a lot sooner, right? So you got that plan. Number one, you're going to be thankful that somebody gave you money to go to school in the first place. That way you're not starting this process from a place of resentment. You're starting this place from a place of thankfulness. The second thing that you're going to go ahead and do is you're going to make sure that everything that you owe, that they're saying that you owe, you actually really owe by printing it out, looking at your credit report and making sure that the information is consistent from one bureau to the next. Thirdly, you're going to create yourself a basic budget that's going to allow you to see what your current income is, what your current expenses are, and how much you can actually pay extras towards those student loans so that you can go ahead and eliminate them. The fourth thing you're going to do is you're going to do a little bit of research. I always recommend that you do research at least three different companies to look in to see who you're really going to get in bed with, who you're really going to marry your money to over the suggested period of time that they're saying that you have to. So figure out which would be a good company for you to go ahead and refinance some of those student loans for. And that would only be your private loans, okay? Those would only be your private loans. Then the fifth thing that you're going to do, you're going to reach out to those that have your government-based loans. The wonderful thing about that is that President Obama has put in that forgiveness process, so that is available to a lot of people to go ahead if they make the first 120 payments without ever being late, then their loans are forgiveness forgiven after 10 years and that's specifically for your government loans so what you can do is you can go ahead contact um contact a forgiveness processor again you want to look into three different companies you want to see which of them are showing up in the better business bureau you want to reach out to some of your friends to see who they decided to go ahead and do the forgiveness program through to make sure that it's actually effective and that the company did what they said they're going to do um to go ahead and have some of those loans enrolled into the forgiveness process so that you can go ahead and start paying them extra. Um, I do hope that I answered your question, Synovia. If I did not, you can for sure go ahead and just email us at shawnee at personpowerment.com and then we can expand on that question a little bit more. You can look us up on YouTube, Person Powerment, and we do talk a whole lot about boosting your credit score and eliminating those student loans. All righty, we have some more questions. You guys are loaded in on the credit. What are you guys going to buy this month? Are you guys buying up? the city are you going to be buying up last 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 question is coming um from actually our producer of own your power uh miss simone she wants to know all about credit karma and uh how they allow for disputing how that works out so good thing is you can go ahead and pull that credit report up 
And if they're saying things about you that are not necessarily true, this would be the great opportunity for you to go ahead and dispute it. You can either do this on Equifax.com. You can do this on Credit Karma. You can do this on a lot of the different MyFICO.com. They have like a little button, a little tool that says dispute. So let's say, for instance, there's a medical there's a medical record about the out there about you and your insurance company was supposed to pay it, but they only paid the two dollars that they said they were going to pay. And then you go ahead and you dispute it and you say, I did not owe this. I only owed so and so and so. And this is the amount that I own. You give a detailed dispute. And if they do not respond to you in 30 days, guess what? They have to remove it. That is a simple way to go ahead and start cleaning up your credit. Just go ahead, look at it, confront it, and then start doing some disputing. I do hope that I was able to answer your questions. We are going to go ahead and wrap this session up. I do thank you for tuning in to Purse Empowerment. What's in your purse on Own Your Power Radio? We will be back with you soon. But in the meantime, in between time, you can hit us up on Facebook social media, and ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Talk to you soon. Like us on Facebook at Own Your Power Radio or follow us on Twitter at Own Your Power. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Your Power.